What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Ramblin' Gamers, episode three. Today, I'm here with the one, the only, Adam. How do I sound, baby? Whoa, man, is that a new mic I hear? It is a new mic. This is not a sponsored episode by any means, but this is a blue snowball from <laughs> Target for $49.99. <laughs> I didn't Sounds realize, good. guys, that my audio... Yeah, I didn't realize my audio sounded so bad when we initially started this. And then after the first two episodes, I was like, I don't want to recommend this to anyone because this this hurts to listen to. So I went out and got a mic and I'm glad it sounds a lot better. And now we can actually advertise our podcast without being embarrassed about my audio. I think I might want to get a new mic soon. Sometimes my mic peaks too easily and it goes robo mode, which... I know that's our viewers true. have heard because I forgot to edit it out of the last episode. Yeah, that I mean, that's fine though. I mean, that's that kind of goes in theme with what we t- what, what we talk about, like like technology, I guess. Like robots. Yeah. All right. Anyways, today we're gonna ramble on about the latest video game news, along with several other topics, ranging from our game opinions to news about upcoming nerdy movies and TV shows. If you guys are liking the show, please, please, please follow us on Twitter at Instagram at ramblin gamers also if you could and you're enjoying this please share this with a friend who might enjoy what adam and i sit here and talk about every weekday or not every weekday every tuesday um the more people we get listening the more likely we are to keep continuing doing this because we're having a lot of fun even with our 20 views we get on podcasts and it'd be just really cool to see that grow so um i guess before we get into the news how is it going adam how's your week been uh, my week's been good. Not not a whole lot going on, but pretty relaxed. Yeah, it's been it's kind of it kind of feels like the last two episodes was the calm before the storm in terms of like video game news. We we kind of like had to stretch it out to get like maybe five stories, and I mean you guys can't see it at home, but our uh our Google Doc for each episode we're down up to like ten topics today that we're gonna try and fit into an hour episode. So. We're just going to get right into it with the first one, which is Cyberpunk 2077 being delayed again. From their Twitter, they said, Hey everyone, today we decided to move the release date of Cyberpunk 2077 by 21 days. The new release date is now December 10th. Um, they also went on to say the biggest challenge for us right now is shipping the game on current gen, next gen, and PC at the same time, which requires us to prepare and test nine versions of it xbox one x xbox one compatibility all of those all of them i'm not going to state them all while working from home due to the coronavirus since cyberpunk 2077 evolved towards almost being a next-gen title somewhere along the way we need to make sure everything works well and every version runs smoothly we're aware it might seem unrealistic when someone says that 21 days can make any difference in such a massive and complex game but they really do what do you think about that adam um, I mean, I'm not upset about this game being like delayed. Like, if they need to do it, they need to do it. I mean, it sucks because it's been delayed so many times and people mm-hmm. have been waiting for it. But like, 21 days, dude. Like, people can wait. Yeah, I kind of agree. Um, let me just pull up the history of its delays. I'm pretty sure. Um, it was it was originally stated to slated to come out in April. And then delayed till September, and then delayed till November, and then delayed till December. Um, so in the in the grand scheme of things, it's really not that big of a deal. Like we're gonna have to wait twenty one more days to play. I'm definitely excited because it sounds like they're gonna be making sure it's running on the next gen consoles, which I was planning on playing it on anyways. So it's if they can just tweak out a few things and make that game as perfect as it can possibly be. Um, that's definitely the way to do it. I don't want to play a broken game, and I don't think anyone else does. Mm-hmm. There's a statement that one of the developers made that I really like that said they'd rather be ashamed now because they had to like delay it a month than be ashamed later that they released a broken game. Yeah, that's true. And for a game of their of of this size, and we know that C- CD Projekt Red, you know, they they release a perfect game and they aren't afraid to delay it games as they've shown with cyberpunk. And I mean, they what revealed this game in like 2012 and it has, I mean, eight years they've been working on this game. It's really, it's not that big of a deal. It's going to be good to play a polished game. And we know that it's going to be a great game because 
that's kind of just what we expect from this this developer. Mm-hmm. So, what are you most looking forward to about Cyberpunk? Because it's like I'm like interested in like the concept, but watching videos, I'm kind of having a hard time getting like excited to play it. But like, I really want to play it. So, what what are you really looking forward to about it? I'm excited for a first person um rpg of because i feel like games of this scale are almost always third person so just to have that like different kind of just like it's going to be different gameplay i'm excited for that also i just like um cyberpunk themed things i think that's going to be fun i like the tech like the like the futuristic vibe to it also i'm really excited to explore i think they're called the badlands in the game which is the area outside the city and i know that you can select three different classes at the beginning like how your character like their background and i think even how you start the game and one of those is you start as a as like a like a hillbilly kind of living out outside the city and i think that's for sure the one i'm gonna select (laughs) that sounds like me too it's just gonna be like imagine that like we've been waiting eight years for this game and then just in recent times it was supposed to come out in april so we've already waited like seven months imagine waiting even longer to finally enter that city while you're playing the game and stepping into that city for the first time as like you're fully immersed in your like hillbilly countryman character walking into that mm-hmm. city and just being like wow like this was worth the wait obviously that can go both ways and we waited seven months and then also a couple hours of gameplay to finally get into the city and i'm disappointed with how it looks mm-hmm. i don't think that's going to happen um but it is something that could so what what about it hasn't really spoke to you um I don't know. It's like I want to be interested in like RPGs and stuff like that, like Elder Scrolls and Fallout. But I, I don't know. They just like, like playing them, like the gameplay and stuff, just doesn't really hold my interest. But I know, like, kind of like the the setting and the story of Cyberpunk might be what brings me in. Yeah, I've kind of I've felt the same way about certain RPGs in the past. Where Elder Scrolls is probably the biggest one that I've skipped out on. Just I've never played Skyrim. I never played Oblivion, and I think the the reason behind that is just because it's such an overwhelming game to get into. It's just like you know that when you sit down and play that game, you're going to be playing it for fifty plus hours, and fifty is even a little generous. It's probably going to be way more than that if you want to try and see as much of that story as you can. Um, and I know with Skyrim, even to this day, people who play that game pretty consistently, there's still probably things in that game that they haven't seen. And it's going to be the same for Cyberpunk, I imagine. All right. Well, I am a little more sold now. I have to keep looking into it. So next on our list, speaking of delayed games, we have Halo Infinite. Um, Yeah, so Jason Schreier, I believe is how you say it. He wrote for Bloomberg, uh, or he writes for Bloomberg. So Chris Lee oversaw production for Halo Infinite at 343 Industries, which is developing the game for Microsoft is no longer working on it. He confirmed to Bloomberg News on Wednesday, Lee is the second top director on the project to leave in the past two years. And let's just get this out to a start. Halo Infinite is kind of, it's a shit show. It really is. Mm-hmm. At, the, at the moment, we should say. Yeah, and I mean, I'm I'm kind of proud of them for realizing they needed to delay the game so it wasn't a launch title, because I could have mm-hmm. seen Microsoft uh kind of pushing them to go the way of just having it ready by launch just to sell consoles like no regardless of the quality of the game but i think them kind of recognizing that they need to spend more time on it i think shows a lot i definitely think it's a good it's good news that not that this guy's leaving honestly it's kind of sad i think he's leaving on his own but if i had to guess it was more kind of like hey this game isn't doing too well I think it's best you step mm-hmm. down type of thing. So it's unfortunate that, you know, he's losing his job and all that. But it's it's good that I think that they're really going to take the time to say, hey, this game already missed, it, it already missed the launch window. Us delaying it isn't going to be the biggest deal in the world. It's better that they, at this point, that they just release a game that's good versus releasing a rushed game. Because just... I can I just imagine how much they've hyped up Halo Infinite and then basically releasing mm-hmm. a game like we saw in July that just did not look very good. Yeah, and like 
fans of Halo have been fans of Halo for a long time. Like they deserve like just an outstanding like next gen Halo with like multiplayer mm-hmm. that just knocks it out of the park, like an amazing story, like good like graphics, like a game that just works. Especially after Halo 5, which was a, a massive disappointment to those fans. Uh mm-hmm. I just all last generation kind of Xbox got Xbox fans kind of got boned repeatedly by Microsoft and it doesn't look like Microsoft is going to make the same mistakes again. So I'm like super excited for that as an Xbox fan myself um, who plans on getting one. I definitely would not want to play a bad Halo game. I'm okay with it getting delayed. Um, And I just hope they can hope hopefully they can work it out and it turns out to be a good game. But I guess with it expecting to with what they had expected it to be a launch game. When do we think this game is actually going to release now? Um, I could still see them wanting to have it be like a holiday title. So maybe we'll see it like a year from now. That's see when they first delayed it, I was thinking, okay, they're delaying it. It's probably going to come out early next year, February, March or April or something like that. With this coming out, I'm kind of leaning towards that as well, that at this point, you know, it's, it's having, they're having trouble getting this game out. It, It has having trouble mid midsummer this year. So like why mm-hmm. just delay it till the till the winter. Make sure it's polished, make sure it's perfect. And then people like there's always that holiday hype. If Halo Infinite's coming out a year after consoles lost, it's still gonna still gonna have the hype that it always does because it's Halo. It's one of the biggest games of all time. So mm-hmm. um and that's they, that's they my can... guess is why I think it's gonna come out holiday 2021. Um do we think they're gonna be able to turn it around though and make it a good game? See, like, I don't know. I could see it going the route of like they just been working on it too long and kind of just want to be done and then just release it still kind of broken. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I don't know if, if there's kind of like a staff shakeup, maybe they'll bring in someone who wants to come in and really do it right. Well, yeah, speaking of that as well, they already brought two people in um, who used to work on the, the old Halo games when Bungie was still there. So they're former employees of Bungie. So, um, hopefully they, I mean, it's not really their vision, this game. Hopefully they're able to at least write the ship and get out a good game. I personally think the game is going to be good. I know Microsoft really hasn't done anything to prove to its fans or just uh, gamers alike that they know they're, they're competent in releasing good games. Um, just based on this last generation, I think that. I think that this generation they're going to turn around. I think this is going to be a top game. They 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 clearly don't care that they delayed it. They're like, okay, we're not going to put a broken thing out there. We're going to make sure this game is good. And I think they'll spend the time. I could even, if it's not good come next holiday, I could see them delaying it further, to be honest with you. I think they're really going to take right. the time. to. If If it's not, I mean, if at this point, if a year from now it's still not doing well, they they should consider just selling 343 at that point because they're an an incompetent (laughs) developer at that point but if i had to guess Mm -hmm. by the by the time next holiday comes around it's going to be ready if it's not i wouldn't be surprised to see another delay but i know that they had talked about initially shipping the game without certain aspects of it like they weren't going to have ray tracing in the game they were just going to patch in a later update which is ridiculous that i i couldn't imagine getting a game that was like half half baked basically and then giving us the other half later i remember a few months ago reading something that they were gonna ship it like just the multiplayer first or like just the story Mm -hmm. first and not the multiplayer yeah it was something like that yeah so i i couldn't imagine that If, if imagine shipping a halo game without multiplayer yeah i mean i could see them doing like it like you know like hypothetical they were they would do like multiplayer at launch and then maybe like a few months down the line like have like all the like the story refined and everything and just like kind of like bring that in as like a free update i i think that's a bad move especially considering that multiplayer is free i think a lot of people at that point would be Either, while wow, this multiplayer is really good, I don't want to pay for this game or play it on Game Pass. Or they it could go the opposite way. It's like, wow, this multiplayer is bad. This story isn't going to save this multiplayer, which is what I intend on playing most, even if they want to mm-hmm. play the story. It's, you shouldn't be shipping components of games separate. Yeah. Um, 
that that's just a recipe for disaster and i'm glad that they didn't do that i mm-hmm. just like imagine getting a game that like imagine getting smash okay and then just being like hey Here's like the main story where you can unlock all the characters. That's coming out later. Right now, you need to play as like the the eight main characters that come out or whatever, and you and you can only do it multiplayer with your friends. Yeah, that wouldn't be very good. It would suck. Is that is how Smash works, though? By the way, right? That's how you unlock characters. Um, you. So I mean, in the instance of Ultimate. It's just like there is a story mode that you can unlock characters through or just by like playing battles. Like every like 10 battles you play, like a random character will appear that you unlock, which I mean, you kind of need the unlock rate to be pretty high in that game because of all the characters you had to unlock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, speaking of other delayed games, uh, Destruction All-Stars also has been delayed. It was initially slated to be a launch title for the PlayStation 5, and it has now been moved to a February release, with it also being one of the PlayStation Plus free games of the month. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Mm, I, like, I personally am not interested in that game, but them mm. kind of having like a, like a big multiplayer game at launch, I feel like would have been really strong. True. Um, one thing that I, I'm, I was kind of concerned about with it coming out at launch is all the big, other big titles coming out. Just, you have, you have Demon Souls, you have Spider-Man, you have Cyberpunk, although it's a third party, it's coming out slightly, slightly after. And then you also have, Mm -hmm. uh, the little big planet, uh, Sackboy coming out. And in my opinion, all four of those games are games that I would have rather purchased for $70 before I purchased this one. With them moving this to February, I can guarantee you I'm going to play this game. 100% guarantee I will be playing Destruction All-Stars, when I would have most likely been skipping out on it. Was was Destruction All-Stars going to be a PlayStation Plus game initially, or is that coming with the delay? It's coming with the de- delay, so you were going to have to spend $70 on this game if you wanted to play it at launch. But now you get it for free. If you have PlayStation Plus, yeah. I think it looks like a like a fun game. Uh, I was watching a YouTube video. I wish I could remember who it was. Um, I think it might have been Game Ranks, um, but they were kind of describing what the game is. Um, and basically, it's just a dis- destruction derby with like operators. So like each different character has a different ability with their car, and I would assume they have a different ability when they're out of their car as well. But my understanding is that it's just a free for all. At least there there's there might be other game modes, but. The main game mode that they've been showcasing is just like a free-for-all or a team game, and it's just a destruction derby. So when your car is gone, you run around and try not to get hit, and then when you get hit and die, I think you're out. That's my understanding of it, and that's like kind of how they portrayed it. I think that sounds like fun. I could definitely see that being a game. You get on with like four friends and just like team up on that mm-hmm. friend you always pick on and just being fun as long as you're not that friend. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a unique take on those kind of multiplayer games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I that's definitely a game now that I will for sure be playing. But speaking of PlayStation Plus games, the, the November games got announced, and there's Shadow of War got announced. Um, for that's that's one that's coming out on PlayStation 4. Um but the other PlayStation 4 game is Hollow Knight Hollow Knight Void Heart Edition. Dude. And for those of you who aren't aware, the Void Heart Edition is just the like the port to the consoles. At least that's my understanding, and it also comes with all of the other DLC with it. But mm-hmm. I know that you Adam are a big fan of Hollow Knight and you played it um actually while we were roommates together. You played it on the Nintendo Switch. And I'd wake up in the morning, come up, start making my start making my eggs, start making my hash browns. I look over at the couch, <laughs> and it looked like you had been there all night, and you're just playing Hollow. And I know you you didn't, but you are a big fan of that game. So give give me sell me on this game right now. Let's just say I'm on the fence of whether I want to waste t- hard drive space on this game. Sell me on this game. Try and make me download this game, dude. Every aspect of this game is phenomenal. The music. The atmosphere, like the world design, the like the cute little like bug creatures. I love this game, but the gameplay is what you need to play it for, dude. It is just so 
it's kind of like challenging to really get a like grip of what you're doing, like traversing the world and then fighting the bosses, which is the kind of like the big aspect of that game. Um, and it is it's kind of it's kind of challenging. Think like Cuphead or Dark Souls where it, it like it takes you quite a number of tries to really figure out and like get every boss down and like get your movements right to just get those hits in but like once you beat the boss it is incredibly rewarding satisfying and that is why i loved that game i was so addicted to it and and it's a it's a 2d platformer correct yes and it the the like the fan term that people use for games like this is metroidvania okay because like metroid and castlevania are kind of like like 2d and you're like exploring a world Mm -hmm. uh and then there's bosses that you fight but uh hollow knight is way more heavy on the boss fights than those games are okay and I, I know that you and I had talked previously, and you, you would stay, say that this is one of your like top five favorite games of all time, even. It is absolutely one of my favorite games of all time. And, and, and I, who, who develops this game? Uh, Team Cherry. It's the only game they've developed. They're an indie oh, studio. Oh, wow. That's impressive. Because mm-hmm. I know that this game was kind of met with like universal acclaim. Like, people love this game. And I like just doing yeah. some quick, quick scouring of the web when this was announced. It has 90s and above everywhere. 9 out of 10s, uh, 90 out of 100, 4 out of 5s, 5 out of 5s. It's like, t- people love this game. Dude, it's crazy. It's like, we're over here talking about Halo, which is like, kind of not looking very good with like, hundreds of developers on it. But Hollow Knight had, mm-hmm. I know there's two main guys that work for the company, but they're, you know, there's probably like a couple more on it. But like a relatively small team of people made this like, mm-hmm incredible game that i put like 80 hours into that that's the thing and i think i have especially realized it over this past year after watching you get addicted to hollow knight playing hades myself um us both playing cuphead and talking about it all the time you playing celeste that Mm -hmm. it it should be a goal of ours to play maybe like an indie game every single month like look for the best one and play it because there's some really good stuff out there that kind of gets buried by these AAA studios. But when we talk about, like, Hades and Cuphead are two of my favorite games of all time. Made by a very small team. Mm-hmm. And Hollow Knight is very good. And Celeste is also very good. I really enjoyed that game. So, in other news with Hollow Knight, I know we've talked about this briefly. They are coming out with a sequel at some point, correct? Yes. They announced a sequel called silk song uh they announced it early last year i want to say like february or march and then they haven't shown anything of it since then okay so they're doing the cuphead dlc treatment oh yeah the the it's it's coming and then just no news for two years it's okay i mean it's, it's, it's like, a smaller studio though correct you, it like, is a smaller studio and i don't want to be like like you know like on these people like hey like you maybe they shouldn't have announced it when they did but mm-hmm. i'm just i'm just getting a little antsy i like i exactly. i just really want to play it yeah and it, that's kind of the theme of today's episode where we'd rather it be delayed and have it good but that doesn't change your feeling that like oh. wow I want to play this game as soon as possible, but they they do need to take their time on it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean that's a lot easier for the smaller studios, uh, like Team Cherry or uh, the studio that made Cuphead. Mm-hmm. In terms of like, because Cuphead, the game itself was delayed a lot by like two years. Yeah. Um, and then the DLC was supposed to come out like, like last. last year. I think it was supposed to come out twenty nineteen, and then they delayed it to spring of 2020 and then we just haven't heard i could have those dates wrong but it for sure was mm-hmm. supposed to come out this year and it and it doesn't look like it's going to mm-hmm. so, but, i mean that makes sense with the, with the type of animation that they do and everything um but correct me if i'm wrong wasn't hollow knight's sequel supposed to just be dlc at first uh probably that that sounds right like they were gonna do mm-hmm. dlc i know they did do a lot of free dlc for hollow knight there was yeah. like three or four 
expansions that's all within the void heart edition so mm-hmm. you just kind of get all these things at once so pretty massive game but um that sounds right that they wanted to do a dlc to it but they just it kind of expanded it into a bigger game yeah i think we're seeing that a lot now when when i know it happened with uncharted 4 where the the game was so successful they were just going to have dlc with chloe and nadine but they just released that smaller spin-off type title that was uh, it was pretty hefty in itself. It was between like 10 and 15 hours or something like that um, mm. instead of just releasing DLC. Um, but part of me is wondering if Cuphead's going to go that route too. But that's a conversation for another day. The other PlayStation Plus game that got announced for November, which is out of the ordinary, they normally only have two, but with the PlayStation 5 coming out, they are going to have a, a PlayStation 5 title. And you know what we're, you know what we're talking about bug snacks that's what we're talking about bug snacks is going to be free to play if you have playstation plus day one on the playstation 5 and i already know your negativity you have towards this game adam this game looks like fun and i promise i will be playing it's not going to be the first game i play It is probably going to be the very last thing i play this holiday season but i will be playing this game because it looks like at a very minimum an enjoyable time Okay, I just want to say my negativity for this game doesn't stem from anything rational. I just don't like the food bug creatures. They're just very weird to me. I I don't know anything about these developers. I'm pretty sure they made Octopath. Don't know anything about that game, but I think that game people liked. I would imagine whenever I whenever I hear anything about bug snacks, I hear these people made Octopath. And you don't normally say that about a game that was bad. You don't go, oh, these people mm-hmm. are making this game, but they also made this game. And then you look that game up, and it's like, well, this game got four out of ten. But Oh, do you um, mean Octodad? Was it Octodad? It, you're, no, no, you're right. It was. It was. Octopath <laughs> Traveler. That's the game I was thinking about. It's Octodad. Yeah. Um, but the, the thing I hate most about this game is how people are obsessed with the song, and the song is not good. Yeah, I mean, it's just the catchy song by a somewhat prominent like indie artists so i wonder if that's why people latched onto it it's not good my favorite thing about the game that i've seen so far is like parents showing their kids hey look at this game and the kid going nuts over it because <laughs> the fruit has eyes and it's i guess it's kind of cute but I, i'm i'm gonna play it. it it looks like fun I, the 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 main like animal i don't even know i don't know anything about this game that animal with like the big ass teeth who has like an australian accent Mm-hmm. She's annoying. She, I already don't like her. <laughs> so why do you want to play this game so bad? I feel like it's part partly just because I know it's going to get made fun of, and I want to be a part of the jokes. <laughs> okay. Now, at first, when I heard that it was going to be a PlayStation Plus game, I was like, uh-huh. "Why would they do that?" Because like people were going to buy this game anyway. Yeah. But now I kind of see it as. They're probably going to get people at launch to subscribe to PS Plus with this game. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, and and also that kind of goes hand in hand with the PlayStation Collection games that are also going to get people to um, subscribe to PlayStation Plus right at launch of the PlayStation Five. And they, I during that event that they had in September, they had the games that they planned on releasing with it, but they just released the. Sony just released the full the the full list of games that were coming out, and I'll read them off here from from their studios themselves. They have Bloodborne, Days Gone, Detroit Become Human, God of War, Infamous Second Son, Ratchet and Clank, The Last Guardian, The Last of Us Remastered, Until Dawn, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, and then from third par- party publishers, they have Batman: Arkham Knight, Battlefield One, Call of Duty: Black Ops Three, Zombies Chronicles Edition. Crash Bandicoot, Insane Trilogy, Fallout 4, Final Fantasy 15 Royal Edition, Monster Hunter World, Mortal Kombat 10, Persona 5, and Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Do any of these games interest you? At Are you going to go out and buy a PlayStation 5 day one because of these games? Um, because of them, no. But if I get a PS5 um, kind of like shortly after launch, like I plan on doing it, uh, mm-hmm. I am definitely probably going to prioritize playing these games first because i skipped out on the ps4 so i didn't play any of the games on this list that i wanted to play so Mm -hmm. just having that bargain and them readily available um but 
like gotta say like the list i had initially of like the 15 games was like uh-huh. very very strong like i was already yeah. sold and now they added what are the new ones i know they added crash yeah crash they specified that the final fantasy 15 was the royal edition that had like all the dlc and stuff mm-hmm. i think is what that is um and, and i think I, the black ops 3 is also a new one that they added Mm-hmm. Which say say what you will about that. If you get a PlayStation Five, you and I are going to be playing some Black Ops Three Zombies because that's <laughs> that's that's a good time with friends. Um, but if you were to all right, so pick what are the top five games on these on this list? Okay, so I want at least top so, five games that you want to play that interest you. Yeah, so like from the top of this list that we posted, uh, Detroit mm-hmm. Become Human, which I've already played, but there's a lot of replayability to that game, and I want to play mm-hmm. it again. Um, 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 Crash Bandicoot. Okay. Persona Five. Uh, uh, uh Final Fantasy. Mm. Oh wait, Persona Five is on the list. What the hell? I didn't even yeah. see that. I said that. Okay, carry on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Resident Evil Seven. What was that for? What did I skip? Yeah. Oh, I'm interested. Uh, in... You skipped a lot of good games. Yeah, uh, I'm interested in Fallout Four. Like, I'll play it, but I've heard not the best things about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Monster Hunter. Yep. I'm sure I'll play Mortal Kombat X. You know, Mortal Kombat's fun, but it's not like like mm-hmm. a system seller for me. Um. Ratchet and Clank. I know you're a huge Ratchet and Clank fan, but yep. I, I actually yep. watched you play through that game, so I kind of know. You should still play that game again. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, I just want to be clear. War. Of the, war. No, no, no. Of the top, I asked you a top five games you're interested in. You skipped over Bloodborne, God of War, The Last of Us Remastered, un- and Uncharted 4. You skipped over you- probably the biggest heavy hitters. Well, you asked me what my top five were I, for me. Yeah, and I gave You're you. You're allowed to have a top five. I actually, I actually gave you like seven games. But and was, those games weren't included. I mean, you're obviously you're entitled to your opinion. It just surprises me a little bit that God of War didn't make your list at least. I added it in at the end. All right, all right, fair enough. All right, I'll give you my top five games from these as well. Um, I've actually played quite a few of these games, at least in the top. Um, but The Last Guardian interests me. That game looked like a lot of fun. I don't know too much about it, but I've heard great things about it. Um, going further down the list, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. I almost bought that game, and I'm so glad I didn't. Because um, now I get to play this trilogy and then buy the fourth one, which looked like a lot of fun. I'm excited for... Monster Hunter World. I've never played a Monster Hunter game in my life, but that I I think I'm for sure gonna give that one a try. Um, let's see what else is on here. I've played Uncharted, played until dawn. Bloodborne and Days Gone, probably, just because I'm a I'm a a Sony pony, so I'll play there. Play their (laughs) first party. (laughs) Bloodborne, honest, that game looks fun. I know that game got got was was really popular days gone i haven't heard great things about but i'll still give it a shot but moving on from that great things going on with playstation plus they're they're really kind of it looks like they're kind of challenging game pass in whatever way that they can game pa- game pass is still a hell of a deal but they're doing what they can with with the the type of the type of industry that they run but this one is a this next topic we're going to get hit on is a little bit more about us. I'm kind of going to kind of let Adam take the reins on it because it was kind of his idea. So go ahead and take it away, Adam. So not really related to any gaming news. We just kind of wanted to talk more, more about ourselves for people who don't really know who we are. Obviously, our audience seems to be expanding beyond our like friends and family. We just kind of want to kind of talk about how we first really got into gaming by asking the question what was your first console so take it away matt all right my first console was and i have to think back i'm fairly certain it was a playstation 2 i got it for christmas from my dad and i i feel like a lot of people my age i'm I'm 21 years old the playstation 2 was probably their first console or one of their first um 
but at that age i wasn't really much of a I, I couldn't really do much research on my own for games because I was kind of little. So I would just, the only games I'd play, which is whatever my dad would get me, which was typically sports games. So growing up, I played a lot of Madden. I played a lot of FIFA. I played a lot of, um, I think at the time it was MOB2K, the baseball game um, from Take-Two. Um, but I do remember explicitly a game that I fell in love with and I'm still in love with is Ratchet & Clank. Uh, we had just talked about it briefly, but Ratchet and Clank games hold a special place in my heart. I've played most of them. I know I missed out on a couple of the PlayStation 3 ones, but I did play the original trilogy. I played the PlayStation 4 reboot. I had a I had one for the PSP. Don't remember which one it was, but that's kind of how I fell in love with video games, I'd say. I know that's kind of cheesy and corny, but that's definitely what got me interested in video games. And to this day, um, because of Ratchet and Clank, that's kind of how I grew up to be a fan of PlayStation. Since the PlayStation 2's come out, I've owned every PlayStation. I should be getting the PlayStation 5 on launch. I've had the PSP. The only one I missed out on was the PS Vita. Luckily, I that's the only one I missed out on because it doesn't sound like I missed too much. But um, as I got older, I also got kind of interested in Xbox games. And I know around the time the Xbox 360 out, that was definitely my main console. That's how I was playing video games with my friends a lot. But um, I know Adam has a has a little different view on video games. He actually got to play good games as a kid, so I'm going to kind of let him tell his story. <laughs> well, I had a very similar experience with you, except for me it was Nintendo instead of Sony. Mm -hmm. So I, I first got interested in games, going over to like friends' houses and playing the 64. Um, and then when the GameCube came out, I didn't... My parents got one, not like right at launch, but kind of like shortly thereafter. Mm -hmm. um, and I could I could tell you the two games I had were Super Monkey Ball and Need for Speed Hot Pursuit 2. Okay. <laughs> so, those those were my two first games on my own console. Um, mm -hmm. And then from there, I got into Sonic as a kid. I was really into Sonic games. Uh, and then combination of getting older and Sonic games starting to be bad. I yep. switched over to more like first party Nintendo stuff, played like a lot of Mario, uh, got into like middle school and started playing a lot of Zelda. Um, so I've been sticking with um, like Nintendo first party games a lot. Got a Wii close to launch, uh, Wii U close to launch, didn't play it. And then I kind of fell out of video games for a little bit, but the Switch has really like brought me back. Like Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey made me really, really love playing video games again. Mm hmm Yeah, I think I think a lot of people our age have kind of kind of felt that way. Cause I know around the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One's initial launch, I kind of got out of it. Um but when I picked up a PlayStation 4, I want to say in the end of 2018 i'm pretty sure adam was actually there when i got it um mm -hmm. i got really into the the first party studios and i would i would honestly sit here and say the playstation 4 is my favorite console i've ever had even if i've played it probably the least just the games that have come out on it have been top quality compared to to console to playstation consoles at least in the past um i think this the playstation 4 has had the best lineup and just another thing i want to add to what i said about ratchet and clank Ratchet and Clank left such an impact on me that I still have Ratchet and Clank 2 going commando in my top 10 list. I it's actually one of the few PlayStation 2 games I still own. I have Ratchet and Clank, Pac-Man World 2, and Guitar Hero 2. I don't know where the rest are. I have them somewhere. But I those are the three games that I have sitting four feet away from me and will play on my PlayStation 2 from time to time. But I know I know you're kind of a, a console collector. What, what Tell me all the, the the Nintendo consoles you actually own. I own every home Nintendo console except for the Virtual Boy, um, which kind of doesn't really count. Um, I own every handheld too, except for a Game Boy Color, but I have an OG Game Boy and like a GBA DS, 3DS. Yeah, so is the Game Boy Color is that the one that flips? No, that was the uh, Game Boy Advanced SP. Okay, like that's I had a Game Boy Advanced. Mm -hmm. No, the I Game Boy Color was like an upgraded version of the original Game Boy that had like color in the games. 
I remember on the Game Boy Advanced, I had Pac-Man World 2. I had it for two consoles. I had it for both the Game Boy <laughs> Advanced and my PlayStation 2. So, yeah. I guess I'm a, a Bondi Namco fan now. But <laughs> um, I guess moving on, we're going to end up wrapping this episode up. We actually got through it pretty quick. We have a couple of smaller stories to go through. Um, just yeah, this breaking morning, news. Actually, breaking news. Yeah, we... Just to give give you guys a little insight on how our recording goes, we we upload every Tuesday. Um, normally, we hop on on either Thursday, Friday, or Saturday to record, uh, and then that gives us time to edit it and get the title and everything sorted out. Hype it up on our Twitter and Instagram at Ramblin Gamers. We have a lead up to each a, a series of tweets leading up to the the uh, initial upload of the episode. Um, so today, Friday morning, don't know the date, I think it's the 30th, Sony is in final negotiate, negotiations to purchase Crunchyroll for a whopping $957 million. Adam, you're into anime, I'm not. How does this sound to you? Now, is anime really worth $957 million? <laughs> it's a Sony exclusive. It, it, anime is now a first-person title. How does that sound? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't use Crunchyroll, and I don't really watch that much anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I know. But I know, like, Crunchyroll is like an app. Like, it's like a Netflix, Yeah, basically, with just anime. Where you can download it on like Apple products, your Xbox, your Switch. It's so it's like, what are they gonna do? Are they really gonna take this service away from other consoles? I think so. I think that is nuts. I think they're gonna take it away from a minimum of Microsoft. I think you'll still be able to get it on your phone and everything, so you can like mm-hmm. Chromecast or whatever. But I mean, let's be honest here. Microsoft took Bethesda, which was near and dear to many PlayStation players' hearts. So we're gonna hit them where it hurts and take their, the take their waifus <laughs> away from them. <laughs> well, I mean, like God, like it doesn't affect me at all. But like, mm-hmm. dude, that's just kind of like, that's like Netflix only being available on like the Xbox. That's just kind of it's just I don't know. I just feel like it's a service that you should just have ease of access to on like any console. I agree, but we've kind of seen this with Apple TV with their their own. They don't let anyone have that. The if you want to watch Apple TV, you need to watch it on an Apple product. Um, mm-hmm. With the exception Which is of like actually inconvenient. Yeah, it's incredibly inconvenient. But actually, fun news: it's actually coming to the PlayStation Five at some point. I think it's that's going to be the only non-Apple product you can watch Apple TV on. Damn, Crunchyroll Apple and TV. Apple TV. Yeah, that's the, they look at that. Look how the tables have turned. Now PlayStation <laughs> is the 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 home entertainment console. It's not even a game console anymore. Um, but did, by the way, now that we're already on the uh, the I almost said negotiations. Now that we're on the topic of it, have you seen the media remote for the PlayStation Five? I I ha- did they show it? Have they shown it off previously? That I they announced it um at that that like initial event in june but they've talked more about it and it's press i want to say it's 29.99 in the u.s um that i I don't know what it is i know we have a singapore listener i don't know what it is over there um (laughs) (laughs) but i it comes with preset but so you know how like roku comes with like netflix hulu and like two other preset buttons same thing with Mm -hmm. the let me look this up but it's the same thing with the ps5 media remote it comes with um i want to say netflix is one of them um spotify is another one which is actually kind of surprising i was definitely not expecting that let me just pull up what the presets are see that's cool because like i have an xbox one but i basically use it Mm -hmm. as a media center like i love it as a media center because it has like all of my streaming services and it's a blu-ray player um, including Crunchyroll. Guess, yeah, including Crunchyroll. <laughs> Better save on to that. That's going to be like Flappy Bird. You're going to be able to sell that Xbox for hundreds of dollars. But the uh, back to the presets. The presets are Disney+, Plus, Netflix, Spotify, and YouTube. And my understanding is that you will not be able to change them. Oh, really? I'm, I'm surprised Disney Plus is on there. Yeah. But I guess it's bound to become like one of the biggest streaming services. 
Yeah, I actually have, and it's this is a little sneak peek into our next episode. Our next episode is going to be released on the day the Xbox Series X comes out. Um, we have a big episode planned for that. This is probably the one that we put the most time and effort into planning. Normally, we spend a, about a week planning this. We've been planning this for about two and a half, three weeks now, pretty much since we've started doing this podcast. And we have some bold predictions about Sony, Microsoft, and other j- business giants coming up in that episode. So stay tuned for that. Um, going back to this current episode, though, current news, Hitman in Control during one of those Nintendo uh, mini directs. Is that what it's like a partner mini direct? They announced that they're coming to the Switch um, through cloud gaming. Um, you have a Switch, Adam. Do you plan a controls out now? Are you going to be playing that game on your Switch? I don't even know what that game is. Other than it was nominated for Game of the Year, I, have no, I know nothing about it. <laughs> uh, same. I haven't looked into it, but I guess I saw people were kind of excited to see it. Um, I was more interested in in the partner direct and like the Hyrule Warriors stuff that they showed off that you could play mm-hmm. as the divine beasts and just like roam around the world and mess stuff up. Yeah. You're getting the, are you going to get the demo for Hyrule, War- Hyrule Warriors? See, I like was thinking about it, but I kind of like, I'm already going to get the game. Like, I don't want to play like chapter one now and then like wait three weeks to like play the rest of the game. Like, I'll just like get mm-hmm. the game when it comes out and just like, start from the beginning that's how i've always felt with demos like i mean it's cool because i know i've seen a lot of people on the fence in terms of like the gameplay of the game like they don't Mm -hmm. know if like the gameplay is gonna like keep them interested so it's cool that they released a demo like that to have people try it out um yeah and i know with with hitman and control hitman's coming out sometime later um but control you can get today and they actually have like a uh a little demo you can play and after the demo's done you can it'll give you the option to be like hey go to um do you want to buy this game or not um so that's that's cool that you can see how it works see if your internet's able to keep up with it my understanding is that the switch's hardware doesn't really allow for the for the game to really showcase what it's all about which is unfortunate and kind of what you get when you get a switch um Mm -hmm. but um, moving on to one of our last stories, Far Cry Six got delayed. You and I don't have opinions on it. Same kind of thing. I think we can. We don't need to spend too much time on this. Hopefully, they can release a good game. Giancarlo Esposito is awesome. That will be the only reason I play that game if I ever decide to play that game. Um, it looks kind of interesting. What are your thoughts on it? Far Cry is a series that's always like kind of been interesting to me, but I've never really got around to playing just because of like the RPG mm-hmm. gameplay. I I I think it's really funny. I think it was five i liked the setting of that game where it's just kind of like rural america yeah um but this one also looks pretty sick but from my understanding it's kind of like a follow-up to a previous one i think it's fall uh, far cry 3 is what people are speculating mm-hmm. yeah but like as you said like the actors in the game and like what they showed off like graphically like it looks cool and like mm-hmm. i mean i'm getting more interested in kind of like the rpg gameplay so i mean uh yeah why why did it get delayed did they say uh no i mean i'm sure they did say i i don't know why off the top of my head but um just to go off the actors you and i are big breaking bad mandalorian fans i know you've watched better call saul i still haven't gotten around to it i it's cool seeing giancarlo esposito do do a lot of a cool cool things that we're interested in video games breaking bad and star wars that's sweet it's cool seeing that yeah, he's a he's a really good actor. Also, I think it kind of leaves the door open for more actors to begin being doing motion, yeah, be, being in more video games because we saw Norman Reedus do. I I couldn't even imagine how long that took him to do Death Stranding. I'm sure that was like a big chunk of his his career that year was doing mm-hmm. all the the motion capture for that game. It it it's interesting to see actors starting to do that because video games do bring a lot of money and hopefully we can see some some actors doing more stuff because they they really know what's going on obviously you have people who haven't been actors such as nolan north who does a lot of voice acting um and he was great and in the uncharted series um but it'd be cool to see some some of your favorite like big name actors you go and watch it'd be cool to see like robert downey jr you know be in a video game that'd be sweet Mm -hmm. yeah but i mean like 
that's kind of like a lot of a game's budget would go to like getting those actors and like mocap. I mean, true, but think about it. it's it's already shown that video games make more money than movies now. I didn't know that. So, yeah, they do. I, I don't know. Remember the exact amount. And if I'm wrong, please fact check me at Twitter at Ramblin Gamers. Um, but moving on to our final story. Um, this is just a quick one. We talked about this a lot last week. Todd Howard came out and said he talked how he can't see Elder Scrolls 6 not coming to PlayStation 5. To be fair, I think that quote was taken a little out of context. Um, I don't think he necessarily has that much say in it. I think it's all up to Microsoft. Um, but let's just go through. Do you see Elder Scrolls 6 coming to PlayStation 5, Adam? Um, I don't know. It's kind of hard because like, I can't see Elder Scrolls 6 coming at all. Like They announced that game like two <laughs> years ago, and it was just like uh, like a picture. Yeah, and they're still working on Starfield. Um, but see, that's the thing is, it's like it's hard to imagine like Elder Scrolls or Fallout like not being like multi-platform. Like you know, great for Microsoft if they get those as like full-on exclusives. But it's just, like I don't. It's just kind of weird. But yeah, it's not. It's kind of out of his control. Yeah, I'm sure he's he's allowed to ask them like, hey, can we not do this? But um. At the end of the day, I'm sure I'm sure it's down to the top Xbox and Microsoft executives. I don't see it coming to PlayStation Five, unfortunately. For people who are interested in that, I don't. I'm not interested in it particularly. But it it sucks for PlayStation fans. But I mean, this is kind of what what PlayStation fans get after bragging about their exclusives forever and trying to get holding it over Xbox fans' head to get good exclusives. Uh, now they have them and gonna have to get an xbox to, xbox to play them but um do you have anything more to add adam um no i do not i think we're gonna i think that's gonna be it for today's episode um please follow us on twitter and instagram at ramblin gamers uh share this with a friend if you enjoy the show if you do enjoy the show or have suggestions for us um please leave us a suggestion you can either tweet at us I have the DMs open on both accounts. If you have topic ideas, please leave them for us. We're willing to we're we're looking to improve in any way that we can to make this show the best that we can. Tune in next week. We have a very fun show coming up about the next gen consoles. We're very excited to do that. Also, we have some ideas in the works for po- possibly doing ten minute reviews of certain games. This wouldn't be a consistent um it wouldn't be a consistent show, but it would just be something that we would do after we play a game and we we think it should be reviewed on our on our podcast it would just be a separate 10 minute episode if you want to see that please leave a please let us know because we'll definitely do that but um from rambling gamers i'm matt this is adam see you next tuesday see you next week gamers